Um, I don't remember who said it, but it was a picture is worth a thousand words, but a thousand words is priceless. And why not combine both? <laughs> why not write the thousand words and add the pictures just so you have this explosion of expression? Hi, my name is Tiffy, also known as Journal Holder Journaling Stan. And in this episode, you are going to listen to a conversation between me and Jenny Journals. She is a creative journaler and she also does legacy writing. She has inspired me with how she chooses to use art within her journals. And if you are someone like me who mainly only writes in their journals, I hope that this will give you the same result that it gave me, which was having a new appreciation for creative journaling. So thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. So what made you start incorporating artwork into your journals and what has that been doing for you? So I actually got my degree in college in art. It was an emphasis at first in painting and then pottery. I really like working with my hands. And so once I graduated college and became a mom and moved around and just life happened, I realized I wasn't using my hands the way that I enjoyed doing so much. And so I started combining. I've always journaled. I love journaling. I love putting pen to paper. And I thought, well, why not combine the artistic aspect of things with my writing practice? And I just found it was a new way to get my hands moving and my brain flowing in this creative way. And I think it really comes back to just that artistic desire that I've had. um, And then feeling like it stopped once I graduated college, I just had this break from art and I wanted to bring that back. Okay. Does the artistic portion of it do anything for you internally? Like a, cause for me, the writing is an internal expression thing. Right. For some people, the art in the journals is just, it's more so I like art. This is a great creative outlet for me. It's not particularly attached to any sort of internal expression. So everyone's a little bit different mm-hmm. with that. Where do you fall is it like, I just need to scratch this art itch? <laughs> right. <there's, laughs> or is there's it like this whole internal that. thing? There's definitely that. So I actually began journaling when I was 12. My grandma gave me my first journal on my birthday, and it was a large journal. I think it was 18 inches tall and however many, 10 inches wide. It was a big, fat journal. And I said, wow, I can do so much with this. But I was a little intimidated by the amount of space I could use for writing, like, oh, no, I'll never be able to fill this up with writing. And my mom kept a journal, my grandma kept a journal. And they are also very artistic ladies. And I remember when I was small, looking through my mom's journal, and she used to draw little doodles next to each entry. And I thought that was so cute and clever. And sometimes I feel like the doodles matched whatever she was going to write about. So if she was going to a school dance, there'd be little doodles of her in her dress and with her prom date or whatever. And I remember thinking, oh, I like that. So I started doodling. I started doodling in my journal next to the entries just like her. And it's really nice to look back because one, I can see how my art skills have improved. But also if there's a journal entry that I want to remember or fall back to kind of review I can go based off of the pictures rather than the date and I like that yeah it's it was really cool and that's kind of that spark there and as time has gone on it turned more into just journaling again life happens you're busy and then I had the art itch and I started seeing things online about bullet journaling and then adding stickers and 
keeping track of your schedules. And I was like, oh, I want to combine my own style to this. And right now I'm not necessarily doing doodles that match each entry of my journal, but more so how I'm feeling. So you can look back at my journals and some of them will have certain color themes that are usually based off of the time of year. So if it's around Christmas time, you'll see more reds and whites and blues and greens. Right now we're into the fall season. So I have, mm, I want to say more earthy tones, but I don't. I like color. But my journals are very bright and colorful. <laughs> so I, I do, I have oranges and blues, and there are some orangey brown tones in there. It's a very bright fall color scheme right now. And I just hope that when someone looks at my journal Sundays at this artistic view, they might not know me, but they might see, oh, this person liked bright things or fall was important to them. Mm. And that's why you see the leaf stickers or um, dried flowers attached and whatnot. And I just, I love that expression. There's a quote that I've heard. Um, I don't remember who said it, but it was a picture is worth a thousand words, but a thousand words is priceless. And why not combine both? <laughs> why not right. write the thousand words and add the pictures just so you have this explosion of expression. And I, I definitely journal for the purpose of others to see it. Uh, I consider myself a legacy journaler, which um, can be used in a whole bunch of different ways. Uh, the most typical way that I think of it is the older generation, the, their life story is coming to an end and they wanna make sure that it's recorded for future generations. And for me personally, I started journaling at a young age because I remember thinking, grown-ups are dumb. They don't understand me at this age. So I'm going to write down my experiences so that someday if I have a daughter or a son um, going through the similar things, my grown-up self can read those journals and relate to them. So this is my, hmm. my younger self <laughs> trying to uh, keep me in line, I guess. But uh with that, I am really conscious about what I write. I know that there's free-flowing writing and uh, gratitude, but I think with legacy journaling, you can also take those prompts that you find on Pinterest, kind of like share a story of when you were really sad in your childhood and how you got through that. So I do like to journal every day, and sometimes I feel like I run out of stories. So it'll just be writing about my day, but I hope to someday go through my journals and see the bigger picture, the bigger stories come out of those journal entries so that I can give my journals to my children, my grandchildren. And if there's an art aspect to it, they'll say, oh, these are too beautiful to throw away. So even if they don't want to read them, I'm hoping that they can see some beauty, some importance, um, the time and dedication that I've put into my journals, that they'll say, this is important. This was important to this person, to my grandma, to my mother. And um, I really feel like bringing art and words together really helps solidify that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can definitely see, I mean, you've inspired me just by what you said, because generally it, what's funny about it is because is that I also paint. Oh yeah. I also great. paint and draw and do things like that, but I do them separately. Um, I haven't really considered combining the journals, uh, excuse me, combining the art and the writing. Because for me, writing is all about that introspective process. Art is mainly just for me to scratch an art itch that I have, just a, an urge to be creative. Mm -hmm. But when you said 
using them together, especially if they sort of match the entry or match the season that you're in love with at the moment, it does say something about you just from a visual aspect Mm -hmm. and also being able to see easily where you were during the time. So I like that. I like that the art has a lot of practical uses as well for the journal other than this is pretty. There's more to it. There's some, there's more utility to it. Um, in addition to the beauty that you're bringing to the journal and in addition to the expression that you're bringing to it. That's cute. I love it. And I also love how your family kind of introduced it to you where <laughs> family of you're colors. the next generation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love this generation of journaler thing. That's awesome. Um, so with the legacy writing, do you have, is that what all the journals are? Do you have multiple journals or is this maybe you have a separate journal that's a project for that kind of thing? So I definitely have a couple of journals that have thinner paper, ones that I wouldn't necessarily put marker paint on because of bleeding. It'll just go through the pages. So those are my Mm -hmm. deep thought journals. Sometimes I'm really working through something and I've got something on my mind or it's a really long story I want to tell. Uh, that will go into just my paper, my thin paper journal. And then um, if I'm feeling more creative or the ones that, like I said, I design more to be seen because when I started, I started posting my journals on Instagram. There's this fine line of, wow, this is so deep and personal. I don't want to share that with the world. I don't want someone to read about right. this story. And I do. So I do keep things separate that way. A lot of, um, like how I'm growing spiritually, or if there are family issues, those tend to be in the paper journal, the only word journal, which is important to me that someday I can go back, read through those stories, see how far I've grown. Maybe I didn't, things I didn't see between the lines. But um, as far as ones that I'm like, yes, I am proud of this, and I want someone to read it someday. Those are the stories that I put into the artistic journal that also currently is getting shared to social media. And so I, yeah, so I keep those separate. Uh, I've only introduced lots of color and markers and stickers. That's relatively new to my journal journey. Uh, I think I've, I started in 2020. So right when the pandemic hit, that's when I said, okay, we're going to try this dotted grid journal thing. And I bought one, but the pages were too thin. And I said, oh no, Mm -hmm. I like markers. I like color. I need thicker paper. And so the paper slowly got thicker until I figured out what type of um, design and journal size I liked. And so I definitely have a lot of journals and a lot of half-used journals, but I've never had the problem to stop a journal and start a new one. Uh, Some -hmm. people ask me, like, oh, does it bother you that your journals are different sizes? And it's funny because, no, I've never even thought of that before. (laughs) But I can see where someone might say, oh, well, I've always used this journal and I've been afraid to try something new because they're not going to line up or look the same on a shelf. And what I told them there was, oh, well, just say you're starting a new chapter. That's that's one version of you. And now you're going to start this mm-hmm. new era. Try this new type of journal. And I think that's so great. And maybe what you use that journal for, even if it was just the first couple pages, maybe that it's done. Like, I believe a journal can be done mm-hmm. with blank pages. So um, 
there might be a couple that I have one when I was a child, I actually would try to remember my dreams. Someone told me if you try to remember your dreams, you will dream more often. Whether this is true or not, I don't know. But I said, okay, I'm going to write down my dreams. And that is one of the coolest journals I have. <laughs> and it was one that I had like this half used journal and then I picked it up later and it's like, oh, I'm going to start recording whatever weird monster dreams and jumping over lakes and flying puppies. <laughs> I just wrote it down. I don't think there's any point to it. I don't think anyone will benefit from it except to maybe get a good laugh. But I am not afraid to write things in a journal. And so because of that, I would say, yes, I do have <laughs> many different journals. I have learned um, that I like to digitize my journals at the end. I think I'm secretly afraid of losing a memory. If someone's like, what's your biggest fear? I'm afraid of forgetting those memories. I've mm. done so much to record them, writing them in my journal, taking photos, taking videos of myself and my family. I, I don't want to forget those. And so... <laughs> I'm a psycho with my journal <laughs> memories of that. I will also type them up. I just do a, like a voice to text using my phone. And it just is nice because one, I'm read, I get to read back those journal entries while it's recording onto a Google Doc. And I realized, oh, if I'm putting them on this Google Doc, I like it chronological. It doesn't matter so much to me if gratitude practices are in one journal and then daily entries are in a different one because at the end of the day, I'm going to digitize them and I'd rather know what I was grateful for on August 2nd and what I did on August 2nd rather than having to search through different um, journals or documents to find the two. And that really right. helped re uh, release this new level of feeling secure and okay to mix um, different things in my journals. Sometimes it's a list of things in my mind. Sometimes those, again, th those are the less creative ones. The creative journal, the artistic, beautiful one, there's more thought into those entries. But um, task lists, they all come together, but I want to keep that. And I want to know what my brain was thinking on that day. So I don't know if that answered your question. I kind of went off there, but I have lots of journals, but they also come into one journal. And it's, it's interesting. It's interesting to see where it all turns but my journals are all beautiful they've got beautiful covers different colors it's because colors make me happy no I feel like that's a part of it I mean one thing you said did stick out to me about the having the same journals on the shelf and just being comfortable with switching it up that's kind of a part of it too um you know I'll see people having issues with journaling and they have these different rules and expectations of their mind of well I must finish the journal or it has to look like all the other journals that I've had, it has to be the same color, same size. And some people like that uniformity. Some people like that structure and that's great, but it is a part of your evolution. You are going to evolve as a person. You're going to change. Your interests and experiences are going to change. You're still developing no matter how old you get. So you're going to see that in your journals. Um, and I think it's really important just to embrace that process, just embrace that happening instead of deciding to shut it off and decide that your journaling practice always has to look a certain way and stay a certain way. I like that you said that. Mm -hmm. Thanks. And it made me just think mm -hmm. of that thought. If you're a type of journaler who writes in hopes to keep it, to look back at your journal someday, why not let the journal itself be part of the expression of who you were? At that time, depend, like when you're little, I loved 
certain animals. My friend was obsessed with zebras. Zebra print, you know, the pink and zebra print style, that was her. That was her to a T. So I could imagine if I was in that situation, my journal at the time would be zebra print or hot pink. But now that I'm in my 30s, maybe I want a simple black journal because I know my kids are going to try to touch it and color on it and I want it to stay nice and pristine. So I think also the journal itself can be that form of expression rather than just writing as well. Yes, there is a story in that. I do want to talk to you a little bit more about the legacy writing because as I write in my journals, I think of, I mean, I don't have any children at this moment, but I just think of in general, if something were to happen to me, uh, my friends, family, loved ones, taking those journals. And um, you saying legacy journal is the first time I actually ever thought of creating one with the intention of leaving it behind. Um, you're just giving me journaling ideas as, as we're talking. <laughs> like, you know, I have my gratitude journal. And if I have um, a moment with a friend or family member that I'm particularly mm-hmm. grateful for, I'll write it down. Mm-hmm. But you're actually inspiring me to make it separate. That way it's just this whole separate, special moment of memories that I have with other people. And someday mm-hmm. when I'm gone, um, I'm sure that would be appreciated by whoever's around to look at it and read it. So people who are listening to this, think about that. Think about the people who are going to read your journal if you're comfortable with that. You don't have to just do it for yourself you can make journaling a whole project for other mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. One thing I, I love. super cute. Yeah, thanks. My journal, you can actually read the story of my husband and I meeting and falling in love. And I was just so used to my journaling style that I knew that I want this to be in a storytelling uh, format. It's cool. Yes, you also get to see the horrible high school boyfriend stories and all the fun things that happen there. But to have those simple stories when my kids are like, hey, how did you and dad fall in love? Or how did you meet? I can say, let's pull out between this year and this year and start looking through stories and see if we can find his name. And maybe sometimes I didn't like him or he went to do something. I didn't enjoy that. Like, I'll write it down. So I, I definitely don't have that toxic positivity mindset when I'm writing in my journal, like I'll write it as it is. Um, Mm -hmm. But if I, um, let me, let me put, if I do have something negative to say, so if I write today, my daughter and I really didn't get along. I usually will work through my thoughts and my journal entry to maybe it was because of this or because we had a bad day, I'm going to try X, Y, Z tomorrow. So it, usually has a plan set in place when things do go wrong. So it's not that I will avoid negative um, stories and journal entries, but I usually do write them down and then have a, how can we make this better at the end? So if my daughter were to read that someday, I don't want her to read anything that would make her think that I didn't love her because I love her tremendously. Yeah. And, but I'm not going to say it was always happy and rainbows and we always got along. Because that girl is feisty. <laughs> She's got a personality. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. And that's part of her gifts. Like the gifts that make her her might be that she's wild and free and feisty. And I'm going to put that in there because there's always, I think there can be a positive spin to things that might be frustrating at the time. 
So just mm. being con for me, I like to be conscious of the way that I write. And I think that is also part of my gratitude practice of, okay, this isn't great, but it could be great, or we can improve in this way or, but I'm still grateful that these things happened. And yes, uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a joy. I, I just love journaling so much for so many different reasons. Absolutely. I'm similar to you with how I write about situations in the journal. I avoid putting incidences that happen with particularly family members, people who could potentially read it someday Mm -hmm. in the journals. I tend to let it rip in a digital journal, though, something that's password protected. Right, right. (laughs) I tend to go all the way off in a digital journal. However, I appreciate your perspective on it as well as to look at it from a place of gratitude where this situation happened, but what can, what have I pulled from it? Um, Mm -hmm. Or with your daughter, this is a story about another person's personality. This is going to capture something about them that maybe I'll look back X amount of years or days later and I'll find it hilarious rather than frustrating. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate that perspective. Um, I love this. I love getting into the minds of other journalers, just kind of seeing how other people use journaling to serve them. So I'm, I'm just happy you're here. (laughs) I'm happy you're here. Um, I feel like there's that real audio. I'm going to get it wrong. It's from Mean Girls. Where it's like, I spend 80% of my day talking about Regina. And then I have spent 20% of my time hoping that someone will bring her up. And you'll see those videos of, I, talk, I journal this much every day. And then the rest of my day is thinking about journaling. And that's me. That's me. <laughs> I love journaling. No facts. That's my life. And my husband knew it. He knew that when he married me. He didn't believe it was a, a hobby, though. I was like, he's like, what's your hobby? It's like, oh, it's journaling. It's like, I, I don't think journaling can be a hobby. It's like, oh, yeah, you watch. You just watch, and I'll <laughs> show you it's a hobby. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, I'm just sitting here, honestly, just thinking about ways that art can be incorporated into a journal for you, the, the utility purposes. Like, I would love... I'm still still kind of stuck on things you said earlier. Like I would love to open up a journal and open up one of mine, which is usually just all text mm-hmm. and see images based on what's in there. And yeah, I, I mean, this is honestly, this is pretty much all that I wanted to ask you. You told me your story. I'm super intrigued and inspired. I'm hoping that somebody else who's listening to it is as well. Is there something else that you want to add or share that you're passionate about when it comes to journaling, whether it be journaling in general or your particular journaling practice? Well, I think the one thing that if someone asks me a question of what's the one piece of advice, so advice you would give for someone who wants to journal or has been journaling but feels stuck, my biggest advice is the only wrong way to journal is to not do it at all. And if you can get past the insecurity of, oh, I might do this wrong, someday you're going to look back at what you've written or how you've written it, and you're, that's physical proof of something that you've done and you've put time to. So 
even if you feel it wasn't good enough or you want to try art and you start adding it to the little doodles in the corner of your pages, but you're, you're more comfortable writing, you might notice, oh, hey, look, way back in 2022, I started doing little doodles of snowmen. I started with snowmen. <laughs> I love snowmen. And simple, three circles, and then it gets a little nose, and you can kind of see that progress. And if you stop, you say, oh, look, I stopped drawing snowmen. That's fine. But what a cool physical proof thing that you can hold to say, but look, I was curious if I could doodle, and I tried, and it shows that on this date I did. And if um, it benefits you, you're doing it right. And I, if it stops benefiting you and you give it a break, you're still doing it right. Like, it's mm-hmm. the only wrong way to do something is to not do it. Absolutely. It served what it needed to serve. Mm-hmm, exactly. So it's okay to stop something. There's a difference between failing something and it having, and it having done its job for mm-hmm. the moment in time that it was doing its job. So where can everyone find you? Is it mainly Instagram? Is there anywhere else where we can find you? Yeah, right now it right now is Instagram. It's jennyjoy.journals. So J-E-N-N-I-E, joy.journals. And I'm hoping to revive my YouTube channel. Right now I have to decide where I want to put my time. And right now it's, it's not in YouTube, but someday I hope it will be. But right now Instagram is where you can find me. I pretty much post a reel a day sharing my journal pages and what inspires me. So Instagram is where it's at. I really enjoy it there. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks again for being here and for this conversation and for how you inspired me. We'll see what happens in my journals going forward, if I'll introduce a little bit more art in there or not. But I'll be so excited. We shall thanks, see. For, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, of course. Happy journaling.